entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Brooklyn, stand up. Go! Good morning, and welcome to the second edition of the I Rest My Take podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the horrific NFC East and the frauds that the Cowboys are. Additionally, we're going to be talking about how MLB fans and the Astros continue to make everyone rage quit, <laughs> as well as Jimmy Butler's historic Game 3 and everything that came with that. But first, we got to talk about the one-year brain aneurysm that Bill O'Brien had before his firing. I, I'm glad they finally cut that oh, off. That was... I'm surprised he even lasted that long. How do you trade... They, ha, they haven't been the same since they traded DeAndre Hopkins. No, not at all. Not at all. And, like, you, they traded D-Hop. They got... I think it all all started with the Clowney trade. Uh, yeah, that's I think it, yeah. yeah. I think it started there, and then it kind of went into the Tunzel and Stills deal mm-hmm. where they give up they gave up first and second round picks for, what, a, a third wide receiver yeah. in the depth chart, and... A left tackle, and then then you have the uh, the blown divisional game, mm-hmm. and then it was just all it was a snowball effect. Yeah. I think it speaks to why uh, coaches should not be GMs as well. Too much on the plate. You yeah. can't be a coach and GM. There's too much. You're trying to work trades, but you're also trying to like coach a team. And I think there's just too much going on. That's why there's there are two different jobs, and that's why there should be two different people. It's weird too because he had a good record. He, he, had, a, he had a good record. He was in winning seasons. Yeah. He won consecutive divisional divisional titles. I think what was it like three or four years? I, I think at four. Yeah. yeah. I and, think he, like he honestly you, he's a good coach. I, I know, I, but I would say he's a good coach. He's a terrible GM. He ruined his reputation. Like I don't think if any if anybody's going to look at him as a coach in the NFL anymore. Like I think he's going to go back to college. He, yeah. Penn State. Penn, yeah, Penn yeah. State. And what, what would he, defensive coordinator, offense coordinator, what would he be? I can't remember what he was at Penn State. I want to say defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. I want to yeah, say. I don't know. If I'm a yeah. team in any level, I don't know if I want Bill. Yeah, like everyone's kind of going to pump the brakes because they're going to see what just happened with the Texans and be like, ooh, is he still in that sort of aneurysm phase or is he is he back to the four-time divisional title phase? Yeah. Uh, so that I don't even know what's worse. Could it be that or the NFC East? The NFC East, I'm going to go up list right here. Eagles are in first place, one, two, and one. The Washington football team, one and three. Cowboys, one and three. And the Giants, zero and four. The Giants still have a chance. <laughs> uh, that was going to be one. The Giants are not out of the playoff race yet. They're pretty much and one they haven't. They're yeah. They're one and a half games out. I don't even think we could call them the NFC East anymore. I think you gotta you gotta label them as the NFC East because yeah. they're just an infection going out through Ugh. the entire NFL. One of those teams has to host a playoff game. Yep. Host. Terrible. That is... Ugh, that like, is... Like, this should be the Cowboys' division to run away with. Even though they're, they're... I don't even know. But the Eagles, they can't stay healthy. Washington football team, they don't even know who their quarterback is. Kyle Allen now with Dwayne Hassan getting a bench. And the Giants, it's not Alex Smith? 
No, Kyle Allen. What's going on? Yeah, Kyle Allen and Alex Smith's backup. So Dwayne Haskins is the third string now. I Kyle Allen, who had like the most turnovers in the in the year last year. I don't know how. Ron, I like you. I'm at a loss there. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious to see how that will be. Yeah, I think it's safe to say I said it on last week's show. If the Cowboys lost to the Browns, they are the biggest frauds in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And they gave up 49 points. Forty-nine to a Browns offense that has that has greatly underachieved. They made them look like Super Bowl contenders. They, they can't stop anyone. <laughs> like oh Odell, my God. Odell ran all over them. He didn't even like receiver. He was running on them like a running back. Jarvis Landry touchdown. Yeah, like, I the fact that because that was a terrible thrown ball by Landry. That was underthrown by like ten yards. It was behind them, yeah. and they, the cornerbacks were so far away that they couldn't even do anything about it. They still ended up getting mossed. It was oh my god, that was a. That, that they, was they had a, high expectations of the Cowboys going in, and they are. Uh, who who America's they got, who team, they got next? Uh, who did they have? Next? The Giants. They got the Giants. Oh yeah, they have the Giants. <laughs> Ooh, maybe Daniel if Jones they, have a bracket. If they here. lose that game, oh my god, oh my, god. it's time to start firing people. It's time oh. to start releasing people. It's time to blow Jerry World. They need to oh. do something with that defense. Their offense scores points, but their defense can't stop. I think we could go out there and score oh thirty my points. Yeah, they can't stop a cold. Uh, you quarterback, I'll be receiver. Throw it deep to me, touchdown. Yeah, man, we mm. throw it back to Pee Wee football. Yeah, facts. <laughs> All right, um, Jimmy Butler. I know if the Lake the Lakers, it's their their series to lose, but we gotta just gotta talk about Jimmy Butler in game. Oh three. yeah, that was a historic run. 40, 13, and eleven. The only two other players in NBA Finals history that have done that. The logo, Jerry West, and LeBron. Mm. The, Jimmy Butler reminded me a lot of AI in 2003, was yeah. it? Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that because they were so the Lakers were so favored, and AI just came out and dropped 50 and got them a game. So I think that speaks to the caliber of player that he is, or he can be, because... When he's he, aggressive like that, he can. he's one of the best players in the league. Max Kellerman called him. He looked like Michael Jordan. I did. And I was like... How, how do you make that comparison and then come out the next game and be average? Because he had the next game. What did no, he, he have? No, he had a good game, but nothing. It was it was 22. It was he, nothing close to he, what he did. Yeah, he, did he have 22 or 28? I think he had 22. But he, had, he made like, I think he had, he almost had a triple-double. He was two either rebounds or just away from a triple-double. Yeah. So I got I mean, a good all, all-around game, but nothing compared to what. Yeah, and he, he wasn't was. even like the playoff leading scorer because Dragic was it before that he right. went down. So I just, I don't understand why Jimmy Butler can't turn on Game three, Jimmy can't uh, turn into flip the switch into Timberwolves, Jimmy, when he took on the starters with a bunch of third teamers and ran them off the court. He's he's a dog. He just he he should have that mentality, like a Kobe mentality, where he's like that all the time. Yeah, I just don't understand why he doesn't always turn that switch on. Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. I think he, I I think I talked about last time how he needed to be like a like a Bucks when he played game one against the Bucks when he had forty. Mm-hmm. He had 40 of triple double. He just needs to do that. But the, the worst part is though that he went off and the Lakers played bad and they still almost won. Yeah, yeah. AD was out most of that game with foul yeah. trouble. He only ended with what 15. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He he, was he foul trouble the whole game. Yeah. yeah. He lost with that game. He lost all credibility to the Finals MVP. I think it's gonna. Oh, I, if Lakers win, it's LeBron. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. But yeah, that was interesting. But but the game Jimmy himself. You just got to get props on that was unbelievable. Oh no, yeah, that was an unbelievable performance. That was one of the best final performances we've seen since 2016 because yeah. we've kind of had a dry like, spell. Yeah, with of, LeBron and Kyrie finals. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah, we've kind of had a dry spell of finals performances since 2016 because yeah. you had the Warriors and and everyone was bored by that. 
and then you have the whole Warriors team getting injured last year, right. and everyone was like, all right, this isn't in the real finals. Yeah, no, so, reminiscent of like LeBron when they were down 3-1. Yep. Yep. No, I, I, that's a good comparison. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the game as a whole now, a little recap of the NBA Finals. Mm. So, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question here, ready? Can the Lakers close out the series, or can the Heat channel their inner Denver Nuggets and come back from down 3-1? Well, see, the Lakers played the Denver Nuggets, and they had a 3-1 lead, and we all see where that went. As a Heat fan, I'm not confident. That yeah. was a must-win last night. It was, it was absolutely a must-win, I think. They could have. They could have won the it game. Was, they, were, they were there the whole game. Yeah. They were there, but they couldn't just couldn't get... That missed Jimmy Butler three in the corner, mm. and then the on the other end, KCP making KCP his. KCP three, right? Yep, that was huge. Layup, yeah. uh, Rondo had a layup, had his only points of the game in mm. crunch time. And the eight, uh, Davis, that, that three just yeah, that put, three, put it, yep. Yeah, AD's been insanely clutch this entire playoffs. Yeah. He had that three, and then the block on the other end, and then he obviously had the buzzer beater in the Denver series. Right. He's been unbelievable. Yeah. No, he's one of the most talented guys in the league. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's like a guard sometimes too. I mean him him and like Bam Adebayo. He needs to, if he wants to keep improving, he needs to see this, like the like himself as Anthony Davis type player mm-hmm. if he wants to reach that level. Absolutely. Um, additionally, I would like to give a public apology to K- uh, continue his Caldwell Pope. <laughs> I trashed him so much this year throughout the regular season, through the first the rest of the games in the bubble. I trashed him so bad, and he came out yesterday. He had 15. He was the leading scorer at halftime for us, Um, and then he hit the two clutch threes. His defense has been amazing. I I owe you an apology, KCP. I apologize about everything that I've said. I'm gonna just put that. (laughs) Let's put that behind us. Why don't we? He did play well. He had big buckets in the in the big game, and even the rest of the. I think Danny Green had, had maybe 10 points. Rondo's been consistent all all playoffs. Um, I, Kyle Kuzma, like where I don't know where he's been. I remember after he hit the the game winner against the Nuggets, I think, right in mm-hmm. the in the like the first seeding games. I'm he, the third option. Third option. Oh, I'm this guy. Option. So he said something about like Jesus, right? Like I'll shoot it. Some, yeah, some Jesus could be in front of me, and I'd still knock it right. down. Right, and then LeBron was saying how we need him to be our third leading scorer in order to win a championship. And, and I don't think he's had more than six points. He's. Uh, yeah. Did you see the petition about him not getting a ring? I saw that. Lakers win. Lakers fans. Lakers fans don't even want him to get a ring. Kuz, get, 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 it, together. get, get, get it together. Just get in the gym. Put in the work. Oh, I have one more question for you, though. I have, uh, yes, I have one more question. Yep. How different is the series if Bam and Dragic is there? Yeah. How different? I mean... Is it any different? I would like to think it would be 2-2. I mean, that's a tough, tough... Uh, obviously, Lakers would win. It would be 2-2, if, if anything. Mm-hmm. 2-2 or 3-1. I'm not mm-hmm. the Heat wouldn't be up still even with Dragic and Bam. Right. I, but we'd have more of a series, you think? I think the more competitive games, like games one and two, the first half kind of were good, but it, and then it kind of turned into a blowout. I don't think that happens with the healthy Heat team. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do have to say I'm glad you brought that up. I feel so bad for Bron Dragic. Oh, Dra- yeah, there was a clip of Dragic before that. Yeah, he had tears in his eyes. He was just like, I understand, like this, but this sucks. He like, was talking about how like, in an interview he was like, he like. He's like, why God? Why did you get me? Why, why am I hurt now? Yeah. If I'm him, I don't... I, it's hard to say because I don't know how much pain it is. It's probably crazy. Just freaking give me a shot and let me do something. Yeah. Yeah, you got to look at that, that shot that Joe Johnson got. I don't... Yeah. 
Although he wasn't the same player, but he'd be out there. I don't know. It's one thing because if you try to play through an injury like that, you could be just a liability. And that's what he said. Yeah, I, mean, I give him. That's, I give him props for saying that and kind of being the kind of the better for the team. But I, I wish I wish he was out there. Mm. Um. So that was MLB. Oh, all right. Now we're gonna move on to MLB. Um. Kind of what, what are your takeaways so far from the MLB postseason? So Houston's up 2-0. It just they, they actually just ended the the clinching or their opportunity to clinch it. Now they're up 2-1. The Tampa Bay New York series is tied at one one. LA's up one nothing, and Atlanta's up two mm-hmm. two nothing. Um, takeaways being, can the Astros leave? <laughs> leave. I'm so sick of hearing Carlos Correa. I'm so sick of seeing Astros uniforms. They don't even have any of their three main guys. They don't have obviously they don't have Garrett Cole, and then Verlander and Granke are out right now. Yeah, A's. Please, why are you the second seed and losing to the eight seed? Why are we doing this? Why do we have to go through this exercise? I'm hoping they could do something. The, the, the game that happened tonight, um, Liam Hendricks, that man's a dog. Oh he, my god, he's Watch an animal. Pitch. I'd he, be, I'd be so scared it, of him. It was, it was, it was nine seven, and he, it was second and third. Josh Reddick was up. He struck him out, and he was hyped. He was like, he was pumping his fist, talking junk. Josh Reddick broke the bat. It was electric. That, that's the best part about MLB postseason right there, the raw emotion in the sport. Absolutely. Um, Liam Hendricks, his his motion is so violent, and then you add the theatrics to yeah. go on top of it. That's a guy that, like, I, I'm never scared when I when I go on the, step onto a baseball field, but if I'm in the box against Liam Hendricks, I'm just it. like, hey, I'm, yeah. get, I'm a little shivery, you know? He's... And Liam, props, that's my name. Let's go. We represent. <laughs> um, but the A's, they hit five home runs. They, they played well. They were down. Um, I think it was 4-7 in, uh, mm. in game three, and they hit the three-run homer. Uh, so it tied up, and then they didn't really look back after that. So they're, that was a huge one. They're starting pitching. Can't figure it out. Yeah, and that's why they just rely on their bullpen. Yeah. But Liam Hendricks, there's no way he's pitching next game. Yeah. He pitched three innings tonight. Probably. Did he throw three? Yeah. Because uh, they had to because it was a close game. You want you your best pitcher almost. Fair enough. Um, speaking of pitching, though, the Padres carried a no-no last night into the sixth inning, and they still lost by four. Yeah, they, they fell apart. The like that one error. Uh, I don't know if it was Hosmer not catching that, or it was a bad throw. It was tough to play. It was tough catch, but also tough play. After that, they fell apart. Yeah, and I talked about on last episode how their pitching, like, is going to be their X factor because they're going to get the hitting. Yeah. Although they only scored one run. Yeah. I think, but, well, I think they'll be better. I, at least I hope I want to see yeah, a competitive series. I want to see I want to see a competitive series in the Dodgers because the Dodgers always get tested every year. They exactly. always get everyone's best game because they're usually a top three seed. Yeah, always. So, but so. They've, never, they've never been able to deliver. Nope. And I hope that's actually I, I've never been a Dodgers fan, but if it's for some reason like the Dodgers Astros, I will be the biggest Dodgers fan in the world. Oh my god! <laughs> I think any team that plays the Astros from here on out, I'm gonna take the stance that I have been with the like whoever has played the Pats. Yep. In the last couple of years, where mm-hmm. it's just, I don't care what team it is, beat the Astros. Yeah. For the love of God. 100% agree. Um, now moving on to the NFL. Um, just some big some big wins and takeaways. Joe Burrow got his first NFL win. Joe Burrow, it's about time. I'm glad I'm glad he finally got got through to the W column. He's had a couple of tough outings. Um, he's thrown 300 yards and over 300 yards in two or three consecutive weeks. I, yeah, I think... He's looked damn good. Yeah, but. no, I, I, he's all he's gonna be a great NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. I just hope this the Bengals get better. I mean, their offense is good. I just hope they 
get better throughout the course of his career. Mm. Um, we already we already talked about the Cowboys. We don't even have yeah. to get in them. Yeah, um, Cowboys. Cowboys are frauds. That's yeah. pretty much where we have to go with that. Um, can we talk about? Can we go back to the MLB for a second? Because oh, I yeah, think I, I think no, it's all good. It's all good. But I think we have to talk about the Yankee game last night. True. I think bad, we. Yeah. I think we have to talk about the Yankee game and Aaron Boone. We just praised you. We were just talking about it. What are you doing? What are, the opener? What is the point of starting Davy Garcia if you're only going to throw him one inning and then replace him with J. A. Happ, who has who gotten is- every walk off postseason home run hit off the Yankees ever? Him and Chad Green are horrible in the playoffs, and that's the guy you want to st- like. Why? Why did you? Th- oh, that was so disappointing to see because I was really interested in because David Garcia was like he had a five ERA, but yeah. he has stuff to win games. And you I was like seeing a young guy come out in the first debut, like that's cool. Yeah, and that was the youngest Yankee postseason starter in history. One. And he threw one inning, so nobody's gonna remember it. I don't know, cause he gave was it the first thing home run to stand, right? I mean, no, not stand. Um, um I'll, no, that was Glasgow. I, I, I confused that. Yeah, but he did give up a first inning home run to their their three hitter. Right. I keep forgetting his, his Randy something. Yeah. Um, but I guess even if he was perfect, like even if he went one two three, I'll, but it's they, a one run. Like if he can't bounce back from one run, like I get it. If he's if he's like got three runs in the first inning and it's a must win game and you wanna you wanna get momentum, but. Yeah. It was one inning. It was one run. You got the run back at the bottom of the inning. Why? Yeah. Why? No, I agree. But thank you, Giancarlo Stanton, for finally showing up, by the way. I'm glad that yeah. we, we invested that money in you for you to finally deliver a year and a half later. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hit, finally. He's hitting bombs. Yeah. Hitting bombs. Okay. Um, and then, so, all right, segueing back to the NFL mm-hmm. real quick. Green Bay is for real. Your your Packers are for real, oh, and God. even without any any wide receivers. They, yeah, they they practice squad guys. Robert Tanyan, three right. touchdowns. That, he worked out with Kittle over the over the summer. Yeah, that was. I'm hoping he turns into a Kittle. That'd be beautiful. Yeah, you you said in our group chat that he was Kittle, and I was yeah. like, ah, baby Kittle. I mean, that's babe, that's a little too early, babe, but like like three month old yeah. Kittle when yeah. he was still in the crib, you know, shaking the rattle, getting his diapers changed, all yeah. that. No, but um. Stephen A. Smith, bad. You're right. He is a bad man. Man, and uh, I loved it. I saw a video today. He was sounding off all the critics. Oh, the Pat McAfee clip yeah. was awesome. Oh my god, the yeah, Pat he, McAfee clip was awesome. He said, he, he said my my bad seasons are career years for other quarterbacks. Yeah, and I would have had the I would have had the same reaction that McAfee had. Oh. That was awesome because he doesn't really sound bite like that. Oh. So that was right. He's, yeah, that he was never, hype. But Pat McAfee, let's. He's the man. I love Pat McAfee. I think that show is awesome. Yeah. Him and Pardon My Take are my two favorite podcast yeah. shows to listen to that are out right now. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was hype. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, that. Last thing I'm going to say about the NFL, and then we can move on. COVID is raising my eyebrows a little bit. Yeah. Because aren't they supposed to be technically out two weeks once they test positive? And then True. the Saints had a false positive in their system this week. So the testing system is getting a little sketchy. Yeah. It's getting a little sketchy. And then Cam is going to be back on Thursday at the earliest. Apparently, How many days according, that he, he tested positive on Saturday. Or he came out with a report saying that he tested positive on Saturday. He played last Sunday. So, I mean, he might have took a test on Tuesday. Right. But a week and two days is not two weeks. So it, yeah. I don't know what your, what your system is looking like, NFL. But it's sketching everybody out. And the Titans, who knows? I think Corey Davis just got tested positive today, so who knows yeah. what that's going to look like if they keep getting 
more positive tests. Yeah, I, this yeah, it's scaring me because yeah. I don't want the NFL season to go away. I think the MLB season continues, though the NFL season is going to continue, but right. just like ah, scary. Yeah. It's giving everybody like a, a wake up call. It's a, yeah, it's giving more anxiety. Yeah. Um, you want to do some pick NFL pick'em games? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So we did uh, kind of the primetime games and then two, two, two other good games. Uh, you want you want to take it away? Yeah, um, so we got the Thursday night game tomorrow night, uh, Tampa Bay versus Chicago. I'm going to tentatively pick Tampa, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a trap game for I, them. Yep. I think this has all the makings of a trap game. And... Let's let's reminisce about the fact that the last time Foles met Brady, that. The, you went down. I you, saw that on Instagram too. On, they were uh, talking about the uh, Philly special uh, the on, last time. On the biggest stage. Yep. That was the last time that Foles met him. So I'm hoping that we, we channel a little <laughs> bit of uh, Philly Philly there. Yeah. That would be awesome to watch. That, and well, imagine if they did that. <laughs> that oh, my God. Matt, I wouldn't be surprised. Matt Nagy's crazy. Is, crazy yeah. self, man. I wouldn't be surprised. And then no Godwin for Tampa this week either again. Brady did look good though last week. He did look good. He was, he was spreading the wealth. He did look good. Yeah, but uh, Joshua Kelly, that was a charity fumble. If they if he doesn't fumble that on at the end of the half, they lose that yeah, game. Her- Herbert competed with him. Yeah, Herbert. Yeah. And I think I talked about last time how the Buccaneers kind of they attack and they and they have a lot of sacks in the year. Mm-hmm. Herbert, he was he was playing very well and under pressure. Yep. Definitely. And he, he, he's like we talked about Burrow, but he's another rookie that Looks he's got a bright future ahead of him. Real well. Uh, who you got in this game? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. Not not crazy confident, but I think I think they're the better team on paper, and I think I just think they're better. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not crazy about it though. But I'm, if I had to pick, I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. Gotcha. Um, the Bill Bills Titans undefeated versus undefeated. Mm-hmm. Who who you got in there? I got Buffalo. I think Buffalo is too hot. They got too many weapons for that that Tennessee defense. And Tennessee doesn't really have a lot of time to prepare for that team right now. They've had a week off. They're coming back Thursday, it said, right? I think so. So you're going to have four days going into Sunday to really practice and prepare. And I just don't think that they're going to have enough to compete with Buffalo's firepower. Yeah. No, I have the Bills as well. I think Josh Allen will continue his hot streak. Uh, Stephon Diggs has been playing great. And Bills, Bills are legit. Yeah. Bills are legit. Diggs tied for the league lead in uh, receiving yards mm-hmm. with uh, DK. Yeah. So well, they, they look great. Their offense coming into the year, I didn't know how Stephon Diggs was going to kind of gel with them. I don't know. Obviously, no one anticipated Josh Allen playing this well. Mm. But they they are they are tough. They're right. tough to beat. And Very. Hopefully, I hope they continue to play like this. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be it'll be fun to watch. Especially if the, if the Pats, Bills, see who comes out of that. Uh, Division. Yeah, they they give me a lot of Padres vibes because there's a team that hasn't seen a lot of success. That's yeah. really it's really fun to watch and like must see football yeah, this no, year. You, people tune in to see Josh Allen. Absolutely, he's fun to watch. Uh, Colts Browns, three and one versus three and one. This this game makes me very sad because we don't have a better game to talk about in this slot. <laughs> I wish yeah, I mean, the, the Colts are not just they're good. they're not, they're not slouch. Fun, they're not a fun. Team to talk about. No, I've never been excited by a Philip Rivers led team ever. And the Browns are the Browns. And so, I mean, 
I, I'm sad that this is one of the top games this week. I mean, it's going to be a good game, but yeah. like, it's not teams that I want to watch. But I took the Browns uh, this week. Yeah, I took the Browns as well. I took the Browns. I think if they win this game, it's kind of going to start a new leaf for them because mm-hmm. they just put 49 up in the Cowboys last week. They had a good game the week uh, week before against Cincinnati on Thursday Night Football. Mm-hmm. They're going to be on a little hot streak after this game if they win. And it's just I, I'm going to be interested to see how they, how they develop as the no, season goes on. I agree. Uh, the Colts, I'll, I'll give them props. Though. Their defenses look great. Oh yeah, their defenses. Ooh, their defense looks tough. And they have they have a good running game with Jonathan Taylor. They haven't needed to use him per se because their defense has been scoring touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Phil Rivers, I don't I've never like you said. I've never been a huge Phil Rivers fan, but I mean he is yeah. he's good enough. He's not doesn't jump off the page for you, but I was surprised he got that starting job in the first place because yeah. Jacoby. It's not like Jacoby Brissett had a bad he year last slouch, year. Yeah, yeah, he would. They were eight and eight last yeah. year on a team that uh, had to panic and put a team together after, after Lux retiring. Yeah. So yeah, I that, was just surprised to see that move mm-hmm. right away. No, it's gonna be gonna be curious to see that would be two three and one teams. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it should be it should be a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday night game: Vikings, Vikings Seahawks. The Seahawks should, should, I, yeah. should dismantle them. I think we all know that Seattle's going to win that game. And if Minnesota wins that game, oof, for like Pete it. Carroll and, and the boys down there, because that, that's a game that they should win by a big amount. They're, the Vikings' defense has been horrid. Yeah. They're the, the second-worst-ranked defense in the league today. Yeah. They, they have been horrible in all major categories. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think if uh, we have, so we both have a friend uh, that's a big Vikings fan, and he wants to just them to lose so they could get uh, Trevor, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Trey Lance. They, it is, he's he's done with Kirk Cousins. They need, I think everyone's done with yeah. Kirk Cousins, but you know who's not done with Kirk Cousins? The contract. Oh the contract he's, that he's you like had him the, sign. Is he like third, like the third highest paid behind Mahomes and Deshaun Watson? Maybe I, I think he's, so. He's up there. He's up there. I think he, him and Stafford are like this because he's he's pretty highly paid yeah. as well. Yeah. Yikes! Kirk Cousins, yikes! Yikes! Uh, then lastly, the uh, the Monday night game, Chargers Saints. Uh, I have the Saints, but I'm not too confident in that. Chargers have been looking good. Yeah, I took the Chargers in this yeah. game. If you think about it, the the Chargers are a, a bucker field goal, 58 yarder. True. And a Joshua Kelly fumble away from beating two Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, that's so, a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, and with my, a rookie quarterback, with a rookie quarterback who, like I said, looks damn good. Yeah. Like he is mm-hmm. competing with the best of the best right away. His first start was against Mahomes, and he took him to the wire. Yep. So I think that guy he took the he took the goat Tom Brady. Yeah, took him to the wire. Yeah, you you feel for Tyrod Taylor, but that's Justin oh, Herbert's I spot. Know, that's I hate because Tyrod Taylor he's he's a good guy. He's, he he's his, set up four four careers. Yeah, uh, he gets his lung punctured yeah. off, right before the game. Yeah, I I wouldn't be su- surprised if that trainer has a lawsuit coming his way. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but yeah, I that and uh, Michael Thomas is doubtful again this week. Is he really? I was hoping yeah. he was gonna play. Uh, he, he's hoping that he was going to play, but he's he's doubtful at least from the reports that I read today. So I think that going into it as well. I was hoping he was gonna play. I like I like watching him. I was I wanted to see what they were gonna be like. They haven't they've had their Kamara's probably the best player, but Michael Thomas has been an animal. They haven't had him, mm. so uh, I'm curious to see how him and Drew Brees will will kind of recoup their relationship after Michael Thomas is back. Right. Um, our last segment of the day, our sports politics. Uh, who, who do you want to go first? You want to explain it a little bit, or um, yeah. So basically, you guys have all seen Scott Van Pelt's one big thing. Um, basically, we're just going to look on topics that are outside of the game, outside of the game, and uh, that are circulating through 
through the industry and going thoughts that are constantly circulating through everyone's mind mm-hmm. that are, don't have to do with the actual game itself. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll have you start. Okay. Uh, so my topic today is to talk about a little bit about the uh, HBCU schools, uh, the historically black college and university schools. Um, and this this could be a big impact. How I know uh, Maker, 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 is that how you say it? Thon Maker's cousin. Mm. He was a top uh, recruit. I went to went to a school with a Howard University. You got Mikey Williams, who's, who's number three uh, class and player of 2023 for basketball. So it's it's going to be interesting to see the impact on some of these high caliber and pro- high profile players if they choose to pick uh, HBCU school or if they continue to the norm and go to a school like a Duke, a Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see the, the impact of that. But it's good to see that these players kind of see their value and see that what like their impact, and, and I think they just got to do what they think is best. Right. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – I think they emerged uh, from all the racial injustice um, things that have happened this year. I think that they've emerged as yeah. kind of – that's why they kind of have a comeuppance. Yeah. But is that – Yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to mention that and just talk briefly about it. We don't have cr- crazy amount of time, yeah. so you can, you can take it away. All right, so what I'm going to talk about this week is um, the fans. Uh, the NLDS and the World Series are allowing fans at their games. You've seen various NFL teams and colleges allow – or the small capacity of fans in the first place, um, or first on the list. And I think they should have done this to begin with. I think if you're not in a bubble, I think fans are what makes the sports industry. That's why we have, I think we have this platform because we're such avid sports fans. I think the players feed off of the energy and the environment. And you heard LeBron this year when COVID first started like circulating through the news that, um, like, I'm not going to play without fans. That's who I play for. So I think that if you don't have fans right now, you need to put that together because it's very it's a very simple equation that you guys have to do because there are 40,000 uh, 40, seats in the stadium, maximum capacity. If you just narrow it down and have everybody, like, have follow safety precautions and monitor it at all time, we can bring sports back. And we can shift. We can make the shift from Corona back to normalization. Obviously, things are gonna aren't gonna go back to normal just off of sports, but it's gonna take a shift more towards normalization again. No, hundred um, percent. I'm curious. I hope they, because they can make it work. You, you see a bunch of the other sports that are making it work uh, with like a third of the capacity or a fourth of the capacity. I don't know the exact thing, but I, I hope they can they can make it work and just have some sort of fans. Absolutely. That. Yes. So that concludes the first half an hour. This is the portion of the show that for the people at home. These are the bonus segments, fun segments that we like to jump into that are fun for us, fun debates, fun analysis, all that good stuff. Yep. Uh, first in the agenda for the bonus segments is our fantasy football uh, takes of the week. Um, we're going to start out this week by comparing our last week's lineups. And uh, I think I got you pretty convincingly. Yeah. yeah. So... I have cause my total. My total points was one seventy nine point one two. I think I had uh, two hundred five point twelve. Yeah, so I got destroyed. But <laughs> in my defense, Devonta Adams did not play. It mm. could, so that could have been made a difference. He could have had a game one type performance where he put up forty something points, mm. and I could have got. Do your homework. <laughs> I was hoping he was going to play. <laughs> they they played me. They said he was game time decision. He was looking healthy. And of course, they want to side in the side of caution. 
which as a Packers fan, I was okay with. I don't want him getting hurt. Yeah, but you hate to see it because you got you got this giant L over your head now. Because you know I do this fantasy stuff. I hate. (laughs) But all right, from there. But I'm who's I just want to say who's I had because I had Kittle, which who almost saved me with a 45 point game. Who was kind of you know your top performer? Um, I didn't really have like a, a top performer. I had a I, I had people. I think the only people that didn't have twenty plus points were DK, my kicker, and my defense, and Darren Waller. I think Darren Waller had like seventeen, mm-hmm. but he had a good amount. But Mark Andrews hit it. Um, all my wide receivers hit it. Or besides DK, both my running backs hit it. Both my quarterbacks hit it. Oh. So they both had a. We had a pretty yeah. I mean, high scoring. Yeah, my picks had a pretty good week, uh, yeah. as I predicted, because you know, <laughs> future seeing. Um. So now we're gonna move on to next week, kind of our top performers and our fancy lineups. So you want to do your first, uh, your two top performers for this upcoming week? Yeah. Um. So this week I got I got um. What do I have? I have Lamar Jackson okay. against Cincinnati. Historically, uh, Lamar Jackson has. Balled out against uh, Cincy. Uh, he's got last year. He had that crazy run. Yeah, right? he had that crazy yeah. run against them last year. Um, he put up some of the best like completion percentage um, numbers that he's had. He's got a sixty-eight point four completion percentage career against the Bengals through through his first three years. Um, he's also got seven career touchdowns against the Bengals. I think five of them came last year in that game where he went off for that run. And everything else, so I I don't think Cincinnati is still gonna not have an answer from. I don't I don't see them stopping Lamar at all, and especially with I think Geno Atkins is still down. You got Drake or Patrick who's banged up. I mean they're not the Bengals are not a good defense in yeah, itself. Yeah, and then missing those key guys too. I think that Lamar's gonna have a field day. Uh-huh. And then my second one is uh, D Hop. I got DeAndre Hopkins against uh, the Jets this week. The Jets are the Jets. <laughs> you don't even need to say anything else. Yeah, I. DeAndre's playing the Jets. Yeah. The Cardinals are coming off of two losses that they probably think they shouldn't have lost. They could be four and off. This is a great opportunity for a bounce back game for both D Hop and Kyler Murray. I'm gonna get to Kyler Murray in a second, but yeah, I. They don't have a, a matchup for DeAndre Hopkins, so I think if they want to have a pass heavy offense for Week Five. They got it. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Uh, for my two top performers, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. He didn't have a crazy game last week. He didn't have the Patrick Mahomes type game he ha- as he's accustomed to. Uh, he's playing the Raiders. I know last year he had a game where he had like 443 yards and four touchdowns against them. So he's he's the best quarterback in the league. So he, I'm hoping he has a best quarterback type uh, game for him. So I'm, hoping, I'm looking forward for a big pass back game from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second top performer, I believe, will be Ezekiel Elliott. He has not had a 100-yard rushing game this year, which is crazy because he's ever since he's been in the league, he's been the best, one of the best running backs in the league. Um, because they're frauds. <laughs> so I actually, I'm not going to predict it. I know that will change. I know he's going to have a big game. Um, so I'm hoping he... You know he, this week or eventually? No, well, eventually, but this week. Because okay. that's why I'm hoping okay. he's my top performer. Fair enough. So Patrick Mahomes and Ezekiel Elliott, my two top performers. Fair enough. And then from there, we're going to segue into our lineups. Mm-hmm. I think that you're going to have – obviously, you have your two top performers. I have my two top performers in the lineup. Um, my other one, like I said before, was um, when I said I was going to get to Kyler Murray, I'm going to get to him now. 
I got Kyler Murray as my second quarterback this week next to Lamar. Like I said before, the Cardinals need a good pick-me-up game. And who better to have a pick-me-up game against than the Jets? I think anybody that plays the Jets this year is going to just be just happy after the game. I think everyone... Joe Flacco's playing, too. Oh, my God. Are, is he starting this? Yeah, they're resting. Or they're, Donald's not playing because he's... What does he have, mono again? Well, because <laughs> he hurt a shoulder last game, but he's, he still continued to play. So I think they're being cautious. I don't know why. Cautious for... You're making a playoff run this year, guys? I, all I know is Joe Flacco is starting. And that might be bad. I, Adam Gase. <laughs> he should be out of job. He'll he'll, How did, he'll be the next Bill O'Brien in terms of next coach. The the next coach. Yep. Just wait on that. <laughs> Just wait on it. Um, and then who you got for your other quarterback? So my, I'm gonna kind of pick what you said, in Lamar Jackson. I for all the reasons you said, I think he's gonna have. He hasn't been the kind of MVP type player that that we saw last year from. And he's playing the Bengals, like you said. That's a big matchup for him. So I'm expecting a, a big game from him and also my other quarterback, who is Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll go with my running backs first. Okay. Um, so I, oh, I said Ezekiel Elliott, and then I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. He has, probably outside of Kamara, been the second-best running back in the NFL. He had 181 rushing yards last week, I think, and then 100-some the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's anyone on the Vikings outside of maybe Thielen and who Justin Jefferson who's been playing well, but D- Dalvin Cook, he's... He's the guy for the for the Vikings and the Vikings, and they're not good. So if they're not good, you might as well give it to your best player. All right. So I'm hoping he has a big game and kind of follows a trend of another hundred yard game uh, from like the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have Dalvin as well. I have okay. Dalvin this week. I think uh, the Seattle's D line is very banged up right now. No Bruce Irvin. You got two backups in at defensive tackle. I think honestly, he's gonna. Not have a field day, but he's gonna have like five yards of carry. He's gonna he's gonna get good good production out of his out of his touches. Um, so I and then everything that you just said, I think he's I think he's due for a big game this week. And then the opposing running back, um, Chris Carson, oh. is my is my second he's, pick this week. He's been solid. He's he's been a solid pick in fantasy career. for the last three years or so yep. since he became the starter. Mm-hmm. And the Minnesota defense kind of will add to that and we'll make him one of the top running backs this week. It's tough, though, because there hasn't really been any, like, standout running backs this year besides, like, the three or four that we're accustomed to seeing. Yeah. So every, every like, other running back outside of those four has kind of been, like, a long shot. But Chris Carson has been consistent enough where I feel confident against the terrible Minnesota Vikings defense. He's For him to have the passing game too. Yeah, and yeah, he's always he's always sneaky in the passing game. Like you'll always catch like a like a red zone touchdown yeah. on like a wheel route. Like you'll see that. You saw that in the Patriots game yeah. this year, and just a couple other times. He's sneaky in the passing game. But yeah, I expect a big week out of Chris Carson. Yeah, he's a great football player. Um, and then so that covers running backs. We're gonna go to wide receivers now. So I have D Hop, obviously, who I mentioned before, mm-hmm. and then my second one, Amari Cooper. He's been an animal. He's been an animal, and Dax, as Dak's numbers increased because Dak had a huge week last week, even though the Cowboys got railed. Yeah. Dak had a huge week, and as Dak's numbers increased, so do Cooper's because that's your number one wideout, that's your deep threat, that's your everything guy in the passing game. He's a target machine lately. Yeah, and they had, he has a favorable matchup this week at Giants. So that that also spe- New York football right now is I think anybody who's got people in their lineup that's facing New York football plug them in now. It's, yep. 
Um, so, they're, yeah, they're a sure bet to have at least 15 points. <laughs> and then my, uh, I talked about earlier in the show how DK Metcalf is leading the, or is tied for the league lead in receiving yards. And I had him last week, and so I'm kind of going to allude to the same sort of philosophy. He had four catches again in week four. 100 yards. And 100 plus yards. He just didn't have a touchdown. He didn't have a touchdown, but he's getting he's getting the yards on four catches. Uh, his his volume, like his yards per catch are insane. So like if you just give him five or six or two or more two or, two or three, three more, exactly. yeah, two or three more receptions, six total, like if you give him around that number, his numbers are going to be booming. Yeah. He's See, I don't even know why he fell so long cuz he went second round I think with the Seahawks, right? Yep. And he had one of the best combines probably for a receiver ever. Yeah. Why, I, I don't know why he didn't go higher in the draft. It must have just been Ole Miss. I, I got to yeah. think it must have just been them because they were kind of a – they've kind of been irrelevant in college yeah. football since they beat Alabama in, what, 2015? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I think but, it, but it look, might have been them. You look at DK and, like, he's – Oh, yeah, he screams football player. Oh, my God. He, he's an animal. He's like 6'4", probably like 225, even maybe more than that. Fast. He's like you look at a receiver, and that's what you want. Mm. Right Does there. he still have the the fastest forty record ever? Does he still, or did somebody break that? No. Did no, uh, that oh was, John uh, Ross? John, John Ross. Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Who's on the? He was disappointing. He was the fourth pick in the draft that year when he was drafted. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. He kind of got carried out of the draft in an ambulance though. <laughs> so and he's kind of been in the training room ever since. <laughs> um, so for my my uh, three receivers here, I also have DeAndre Hopkins for all the reasons that Max said. Um, and just because it's the Jets. Um, I have Tyreek Hill, mainly because I'm high on Patrick Mahomes this year, and Tyreek Hill, what's there not to like? You have best quarterback throw into it. The, probably, probably the best guy in the league, I would, I would assume, right? One of your busts last week. <laughs> he did have a great game. He, had a, he got saved with the touchdown. Yeah, the say, that touchdown was So insane. I was almost there. Yeah, you, but, almost, you almost got that one. Yeah. Um, and... So Tyreek Hill and uh, Stephon Diggs, who we alluded to before, how he's tied with DK for passing uh, or receiving yards. Mm-hmm. And we, we're both high on Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And Stephon Diggs has been, he's been an animal. He's been even better than he was with the Vikings uh, for his good years. And he was good with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's great. Mm-hmm. So I, I expect him to continue his, his dominance as, a, uh, as the best receiver on an undefeated team with the great quarterback yeah Diggs has always had the talent it's always just been kind of a crowded wide receiver core that he's been in so I think yeah. since he ventured outside of the Vikings this year and your number one wide out for the Bills last year was John Brown who don't don't disrespect he's not Brown. he's not a scrub but he's not a number one he's right. a slot guy right. he's no, a slot I mean, guy but he, had, he had like a thousand yards last year. he had a thousand yards but, but he's not he's right. not he's a slot guy he's yeah. not well, he's, it's a perfect compliment for Stephon Diggs exactly yep that's why, and that's why again, the Bills. Yeah, that that are, offense is perfectly balanced. Exactly. It's like Thanos. That's <laughs> offense should be. That's wow. game. Wow. <laughs> we could talk about that for days. Yeah, we gotta we gotta create a separate podcast oh, to talk about the MCU. God. Wow, that got me hooked. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go to my tight ends. My two tight ends. I had George Kittle last week, and I will not be going away from him. He gave, he had like 40, 45 points, I think. Uh, 15 catches, 183 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That, for a tight end. Welcome back, Skittles. Oh, my God. That was, my God. That was not even with Jimmy G. Yeah. The, who, who, is he playing? Uh, he's, he's another – he's a game-time decision yeah. this week I've seen. He, he's, he's got upgraded to questionable 
as opposed to the doubtful that he got at some, this point last week. Right. So he's he's questionable, yeah. but, I, but who knows? No, who cares? George Kill is it happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm gonna go with Darren Waller, who has been a target machine. Derek Carr loves him. They mm-hmm. don't have a crazy. Henry Ruggs has been a little banged up for the Raiders, so... Mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro is their number one yeah. number one wideout right now. So they kind of rely on Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller, and I think I found, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm just going to feed Darren Waller. He's been an animal. Last two years, last, he was great last year. He's continued his, his great play, and I, I expect another great week from him this week. Yeah, it's funny that Hunter Renfro is the number one wideout there now because he was, what, third or fourth in Clemson's Clemson, championship right? yeah. So it's been a while. It's been a long time yeah. coming, Hunter. Congratulations. Good route, brother. Good <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my tenants for this week, I got Skittles as well, my guy. Uh, that matchup favors him immensely. And coming off a week that he had last week, I think it's only going to continue to go up more, mm-hmm. stay, stay there. Yeah. I don't think he's going to decrease in any sort of value. Him and Kelsey are always sure bets in fantasy. Right. If if you can't decide who's better, it's it's one A and one B. Yeah, they're two. Kel, I would say, but if we had to argue, Kel, Kittle might be the best overall tight end. Oh, I think but, he's the most well-rounded exactly. tight end in the league. But, but Kelsey but, has just been consistent, consistent, consistent. Yeah, because he's in an Andy Reid offense. And, before uh, before Andy Reid got there, he was like, eh. he was just dead. But Kittle, yeah, in terms yeah, of overall they, tight end. Yeah, they utilize everyone in that offense, so 100%. he's he's a key part of that. Um, and then my second, my second tight end, uh, continuing with the trend that I had from last week, Mark Andrews. Uh, Mark Andrews is pretty much Lamar Jackson's main target through the air. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they're playing the Bengals. Lamar Jackson thrives against the Bengals, so he's gonna he's gonna look for his number one guy. I think that's pretty self-explanatory in itself. And I think you're gonna see another big week like you saw last week from Mark Andrews. You're going to see him in the end zone a couple times. He had two touchdowns last week? He had two touchdowns, uh, like six receptions, 85 yeah. yards, something like that. Yeah. Um, so he had he had a really good week. Yeah. No, he's good. He was good um, Good last year again with Lamar, and Lamar loves him. So mm-hmm. keep throwing to your, to your guys that have been uh, producing for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I mean, the kicker in defense, uh, we don't talk about too much about that, but I got Justin Tucker as my kicker, and I got the Rams versus Washington. Uh, I don't know how Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen's gonna do, so I kind of went with the Rams because Kyle Allen had a lot of turnovers last year. I can't believe he so, started. I can't. I can't. I, I was I was hoping when I saw Haskins bench, like you said, I was hoping maybe Alex Smith could get the nod Why? just to see how he is. Even though I don't know how he's still playing football. Is there like Ron Rivera bias there? Like did Kyle Allen and I, Ron Rivera go into like a room together and like I mean, have some alone time? I, like I don't know if they on? trust maybe Alex Smith. Just with the injury he had. I mean, but he was cleared in what, like August? Yeah, that's he could have no he, he could have no leg or he even like could have died. Yeah, yeah, that was like, like from infection stuff. Mm-hmm. Joe Theismann stayed out of the Washington yeah. Stadium. That was he was there that day. That was I saw some crazy stats. How it was like it was like similar to the same like day and week. Like so there was some crazy stats where Joe Theismann's injury and Alex Smith's injury was like connected. It was crazy. Yeah, you gotta. Joe Theismann, as a Washington quarterback, or like four Washington quarterbacks, if you see Joe Theismann there, run. Yeah. Run. <laughs> um, my kicker in defense this week, I got um, I got Gaskowski. I got Gaskowski from Tennessee. Uh, I think they're going to struggle. Tennessee is going to struggle to get in the end zone this week, but they're going to move the ball how they usually move the ball. Yeah. Obviously, they're a low week of preparation. It's going to play a factor. 
Uh, so they're going to struggle in their red zone offense. I My prediction is I think they're going to struggle in their red zone offense. So you're going to see a lot of volume with the kicking game. And then my defense special teams, I got the Colts. Um, no Nick Chubb. They're, they might rely on Baker for more more passing plays, which usually leads to a, a yeah, <laughs> you'll see some picks through the air. Yeah. Colts lead the league in interceptions through four weeks. I think that if if the Browns go to, uh, in that direction, since Chubb is out, you're gonna you, Colts are gonna go off. Yeah, Colts have been they've been nothing but consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're gonna kind of go. That, that, was, that was our lineup, and we're gonna go with our boom and bust of the week. So we each have two booms, two busts. Uh, you want to take this away? Yeah. Uh, so this week, uh, speaking of the Browns, I got Cream Hunt. Uh, for, I think for boom, right? yeah, for boom, mm-hmm. boom. I have Cream Hunt. Um, obviously, he's going to be the main back with Nick Chubb out. Uh, their running game has been very, very, like probably the best in the league this year. I would say. As far as like complimentary pieces and yeah. Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt, uh, Cream Hunt is starting to look like Kansas City Cream, Cream Hunt. He's been with them, running he was with one of the best running backs, and he's he's been running with some authority yeah. in him. And uh, if they don't go the pass heavy route, you get Cream Hunt's going to get a lot of touches. And with that being said, he's his yards per carry is like near three or four. He's always been a contributor in the passing game, so expect a big week out of Cream Hunt. And then. Um, do you want to do your first one, or do you want me to do my second? Oh, you can do your second one. Okay, so my second one is uh, Justin Jefferson. Um, Good back-to-back weeks. Well. Did I have him back-to-back weeks? No, I'm saying uh, for him as a as a player. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He he's had two really like solid weeks back to back. Last week wasn't nearly as good as the week before, I but think he still had 100 yards. Though. Yeah, he still yeah. had a good amount of touches. Um, and Adam Thielen is going to get most of the attention in a se- uh, Seattle secondary that isn't really good as it is. Mm-hmm. So I think their their second option in the passing game is obviously Justin Jefferson, and he's going to have a favorable matchup with Quandre Diggs lining up at the other end and the the rest of the cornerback by committee that steps up to go to him because their their number one cornerback that's going to be in is going to be focusing on Thielen. So expect a big week out of Jeff- Justin Jefferson as well. Uh, for me, my two booms, uh, I'm going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Played three touchdowns last week. Uh, he had a fantastic run. Did you, did you happen to see that run? He had like a 32-yard rushing touchdown where he was moving, juking. It looked a little scary because just because of his knee yeah, his history. Knees, yeah. Every time I see him kind of juke or something, I'm like, oh. oh. I did see that actually now that I think about it. Was it was very yeah. impressive, and he had, he had a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping he's playing the Falcons this week. And we all know the Falcons. Yeah, the, the Falcons are known to to, to give up, not win. Yeah, <laughs> and to just give up a lot of points. Mm. Um, so we'll see. I'm I'm high on Teddy Bridgewater this week. And then another guy, kind of not, a little under the radar, but not necessarily because because he's a rookie. But Antonio Gibson, he the last he had his best week last week. He's a rookie running back for the Washington Football Team. He him and I would say Terry McLaurin are the only two relevant players on that team. Oh, on the offensive yeah, side. Absolutely. Um, so I think you got to feed him. you got to feed him. He's getting more touches. He's only been getting like 13 rushes attempts, but he got in the passing game a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. He's a dynamic player, and I think uh, he's playing the Rams, even though I was high on the Rams defense. I think someone's got to score some points for the Washington football team, and I think it's going to be Antonio Gibson. So those are my two boobs. Gotcha. Uh, do you want me to go with my bus first? Then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my two busts of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon. 
Had a great game last week. Uh, I think he had two touch two touchdowns, maybe one. I, I think he had two. I think two. he had a receiving and a rushing. Yeah, and a hundred yards. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing the Pats this this week, uh, and the Pats are just they they're always a good defense defensive team, and they kind of take away their the better players in the opposing team. So I'm not too high on Melvin Gordon this week. I don't know what the status is with Philip Lindsay. I was just going to ask that. Uh, I I think he's maybe questionable. I'm not specifically certain, but was it a what was it a hamstring? I can't. I don't remember. I, it sounds about right. Yeah, there's yeah. been a lot of hamstrings. Yeah, there's been because you didn't have a preseason, but that's a completely separate topic. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, so with Phil Lindsay, if he plays, I think that'll take away some carries. But just itself, Patriots D, um, they're always good. So I don't think Melvin Gordon's gonna have a crazy game. So he's my, my first bus. Mm-hmm. Did you see um, the Stefan Gilmore positive test? That came yes. out. I didn't. That wasn't really like that wasn't news. So which I don't makes know. No sense yeah, that's, that's part of the year. Yeah. So like I don't I saw know how reliable yeah. that source is, but that that could be huge. I could. I actually didn't think of that, but I don't know if that was like fake news or anything. Yeah, I don't weird. know. That source is sketching me out because <laughs> I haven't seen it anywhere else. Uh, my second bus. I'm gonna go Tyler Boyd, who has been very good with Joe Burrow this year. Uh, but he's playing the Ravens, and he's playing. He's gonna go up against Marlon Humphrey, who's one of the best in the game with the new contract, so I'm not not too high on the board. So I think uh, he's going to be my second bust of the week. Gotcha. Um, yeah, the Bengals. The Bengals are going to have a tough matchup this week through the through the offensive game. It's they might get blown out. I hate to like, wish that, not wish that, but like think that about a Joe Burrow led team. Mm-hmm. So I love Joe Burrow, but that's going to be tough for them. Um, my bust this week. Uh, I got the first one. I got is uh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's set he to he's he's supposed to come back this week. Yeah, all signs are pointing to him being in the lineup this week, but it's going to be uh, they're saying minimal like minimal touches because he played 100 percent of the snaps before he went down. I don't know why that made me laugh. I just <laughs> he's gone down, he has gone so down. Now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was my next point. Was the only people that really care about Le'Veon Bell being back in the lineup are Jets fans and fantasy owners. I don't think anybody else really cares because the Jets. Um, yeah, and the Jets' offense is just a standstill. They're going to get the ball at the 20-yard line, and they're going to move probably two yards and punt the ball pretty much every time. Joe Flacco. So, yeah. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Um, remember what we were talking about a couple of years ago of Joe Flacco is elite? Uh, yeah. And if, he was, if Lamar was going to take his job? Yeah. Um, so, it's safe to say I that... I he was still elite. <laughs> I didn't know he was in a Jets uniform until last week when Sam Darnold was out for three I, plays. I think he had like one uh, Yeah, he had, snaps. he had like two snaps, didn't throw the ball. Yeah. It was ugh, how downhill he's gone. Um, and my second bust of the week is uh, Odell. I got Odell this week. I had a big week last week against the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys are frauds, though, as we have alluded to several times in the show. They're frauds. So they're, OBJ has been wildly inconsistent. Um, he's had what like three or four quality games yeah. since becoming a Brown. So they just, I especially against the Colts this week, he's going to have a tough matchup. Uh, I think Baker might struggle to throw the ball to him a little bit this week. Uh, his only chance is Jarvis Landry throwing him the ball again this week to to really get him going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, wildly inconsistent facing best defense so far um, in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Tough matchup. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, so that does it with for our fantasy football segment. Uh, now we're gonna move on to our uh, hot takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we each have two hot takes. Uh, it can be anything, really. Any anything in the sports world, anything um, relevant now. Yeah. Anything that you might see in the coming days. Mm-hmm. 
you want who do you want to go? You want to go first? Want me to go first? Um, I'll go. I'll okay. go. Because uh, this one isn't as much of a hot take because we kind of talked about it earlier in okay. the show. But uh, I think LeBron is going to get his fourth Finals MVP. Yeah. Um, I AD kind of. He, shot, he was probably yeah. in. The first two games, I would say maybe Davis was more favored. Oh, yeah. Davis was a lock after the first two games, but yeah. then he the only thing he couldn't afford for that was to have the game three that he had. Exactly. Yeah. So since he had the game three, he didn't really go. I don't think he scored more than LeBron last night, right? He had 25, LeBron had 28. Yep. So And LeBron, LeBron's been. Yeah, LeBron's been. He's had almost a triple-double every game. Yeah, and he's been around the same numbers. Like, he's been like 20, uh, 26, 8, and 8. Exactly. And, and up. Like, the he's usual, been around that mark. LeBron. Yeah. LeBron has been LeBron, so I think you're going to see a lot. Uh, I think you're going to see him get his uh, fourth Finals MVP Friday. I don't think they're playing another game after Friday. I think they're done. Um, and then my second I hope one. I hope, I hope he can win yeah, one game. Yeah, I, I don't really know. But I think LeBron's mentality here is let's let's get done with. Like let's finish him. Yeah, he's had the, he's, he's had that LeBron look in his eye, yep. that playoff LeBron look in his eye that nobody wants to get in the way mm-hmm. of. So, also, and that's similar to what he did with the Nuggets. Yep. You don't want to give any of those teams hope, especially those Nuggets. And yeah. you don't want to give the Heat uh, maybe time for going Drogic to get healthy. Exactly. So I think he's I think yeah. you're absolutely right. I think his mentality is let's let's finish it uh, yeah. uh, next game five. Yeah. P- poor Tyler Hero, man. He got caught in the crossfire of playoff of Ron. He's got a whole dent in the side of his forehead from that dunk. LeBron. That poor guy. He's been doing so well, and then he just got shoulder checked by LeBron. Don't you, you think you're you think you're going up in life, and then LeBron's freight train. Yep. Don't mess with the kid. Yeah. Oh, watch the throne. Um, and then my next my next hot take, uh, Dan Quinn is going to be the next coach to go on the oh. coaching carousel. Wait, who did I say earlier? Uh, uh, Adam Gase. You said okay. Adam Gase. I think the Jets were supposed to be bad, so yeah. I don't really think that they can they can throw the coach out just like that. Right. I think the Falcons have had expectations the last two years, even since making the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. I think they've had high expectations, and they have not delivered – and at some point, you've got to look at Dan Quinn and be like, what is going wrong here? Because you have all the same pieces from the Super Bowl. You've added a piece in Calvin Ridley, and you've added a piece in Todd Gurley, who was an MVP candidate two years ago, and you still but are 0-4. He's not the same, though, Gurley. Gurley's, well, I mean, not, Gurley's not the same, but he's you don't think enough, he's though. better than Freeman? No, no, he's, no, I give him credit. He's, he's been good. He, he's touched, he gets touchdowns all the time. Yeah. But he's not the same guy he was it, when he almost won MVP. Yeah, no, he's not MVP caliber, but he's a better option than Devontae Freeman. Yeah. No, opinion. I agree, I agree. So I think you added two key pieces on offense. Your defense is kind of like you kind of have the same guys like Keanu Neal and um, Devontae KZ. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of have those guys leading your secondary. Your front line uh, is kind of the same. Adrian Claiborne, all those guys. Um yeah, at some point it's got to be the it's the coach's fault because yeah. they've blown so many leads and their clock management is terrible. So they got to they, they, they looked terrible watching the Packers game last night. Their defense. Yeah. The first touchdown the Packers score, Aaron Jones literally did just did a wheel route and like I could have I could have ran in and scored a touchdown. Yep. The Minnesota defense is ranked 31st, you know, it's right right below them. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. Um for, so for my, are you good, you're good there. Yeah, yeah. So for Those my, my hot two. takes, um, Aaron Rodgers will win the 2020 NFL MVP. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna read some stats. First in QBR, second in touchdowns. He has zero picks so far. He's always been accustomed to. He doesn't. He doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, second in QBR rating, and he's fifth in passing yards. 
who is his number one wideout last week? Was it was oh, Valdez Scantling in the? I mean, you could, was he in the lineup? Yeah, he so was him, in the. So Darius, Darius Shepard, who was come up for the practice Ooh. squad, exactly. Uh, he did rely on the running backs. I think he was twenty three of twenty three throwing to tight ends and running backs. Jamal Williams had like eight catches. Aaron Jones had his usual game, mm-hmm. and Robert Tanya mentioned Robert before. Tanya. Three touchdowns, baby Kittle. Yeah, I uh, don't hate that hot take at all. Yeah, so I'm. I would say now still it's Russell Wilson's to lose. Right. But I think, and I would say if I had maybe my top three, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's fair. So I think I think both of them are gonna, all three of them are gonna continue. But if I had to pick, I'm going with Go Pack Go and Rodgers. Uh, so my second hot take, uh, I was kind of, I had trouble coming with the second one, but that's why I saw the Dolphins and I said. They're going to take down the Niners this week. I know it's your Niners team, but the Dolphins played the Seahawks tough last week. It was 31-23. Um, I don't think if Jimmy G's out, I don't think that's a bad take. Yeah. If, if Jimmy G plays, I think that they should win that game. Yeah. I mean, they should but, regardless. Yeah. But I love Brian Fitzpatrick. He is just... <laughs> you have a best backup quarterback or a starter, and he just does... What you need him to do? Not he's not like gonna give you Russell Wilson and Rogers type numbers, but he just he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. If I'm Miami, how long do you wait until you insert Tua? Yeah, that's the other because Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't had a bad year by any stretch of the imagination by Ryan Fitzpatrick standards. Mm-hmm. But you gotta you have that guy waiting that you took at five this year, and your team isn't really d- doing anything noteworthy. Yeah, why not? So, Give him a chance, yeah. That's not even a, that's, yeah, that's, that could be another hot take. What Tua starts week seven? Yep, something like that. Yeah, I think we're going to see Tua in the next like three weeks or yeah. so. But that, yeah, that I hope you're wrong. Yeah. But if Jimmy G doesn't play, that's very much in play. Yeah, they could they could give him one for the money. Yep, they're tough. Very tough. Um, yeah, so that's it for that for the two hot takes. Uh, what we got next? We got uh, embrace the debate. Yes, sir. This week's topic, we're looking at um, who is LeBron's best teammate with the NBA Finals running, um, winding down. We took a look at LeBron's best teammates through the years and kind of who's who he's had by his side in his title appearances and his um, great runs throughout his career and who's been that great complimentary piece throughout his career. Um, so, yeah, do you want to you start yeah. with it? So I know where you're going yeah, right away. So, huge <clears throat> Dwayne Wade fan. Dwayne Wade was his best teammate. Now I'm I'm the reason I'm gonna say that is because it's only been one year with Davis. So I can't definitively say, oh, he's he's already been the best player. I know I know Kendrick Perkins tweeted out that uh, he Anthony Davis, he said like no disrespect to Dwayne Wade, but Kendrick Perk or Anthony Davis is LeBron's best teammate. And even Dwayne Wade agreed, but I just can't. I can't do that. I think Dwayne the chemistry Dwayne Wade and LeBron had was Nothing like nothing short of one of the best duos of all time, even though they played four years. But they they were unbelievable. They were must watch TV, and they just they were great together. Um, so I, I can't I can't get behind someone saying Anthony Davis is a better duo with uh, LeBron. Well, then you're not gonna get behind what I'm about to say because my answer is AD. I think AD is the most talented player that he's ever had a, the honor of calling his his compliment like his sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is, too, they're about to win the first title in their first year. Yeah. That, D-Wade didn't do that. They they lost to the Mavericks in the finals. But that I will – one thing, I, and I don't want to cut you off, but Dwayne Wade actually had a great – if they were to win that year, I think Dwayne Wade would have won finals MVP because LeBron was 
terrible. No, LeBron was yeah. LeBron lost them the finals. Like not like outright, but he was he was one of the main like, reasons that wasn't Mavericks. like no disrespect to Dirk Nowitzki, but come on that that Mavericks team was tough on well, they beat, on they defense. Beat Kobe, I think the Thunder. Yep, and then they beat uh, the Heat. Yeah, that team was was very tough that year defensively. Their height was insane. Yeah, but um, yeah, they were they're about to win in their first year, which something D Wade didn't do. Mm-hmm. AD is a top five, top three player now. D Wade was not a top five, top three player when LeBron got there, in my opinion, because you had Kevin Durant coming on. You had um, Dwight Howard was in his prime. Yeah, you had you had all those guys back then. I don't think D Wade was top five. He was top ten, mm-hmm. but he wasn't near what um, what AD is. And they're both finishing in top three in major awards. LeBron MVP, Anthony Davis Defensive Player of the Year runner up. I think that that kind of speaks for himself. LeBron had a had a amazing year at 36 this year, oh, and AD AD complimented him. I think LeBron should have took the MVP, and I think AD should have took the Defensive Player oh, of the Year award. I think they both got robbed. That's I 100 agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I think they both got just because there wasn't enough taken into consideration what goes into both of those awards. Yeah. I think that actually I will because I kind of contradict myself because I mentioned last time how Giannis kind of deserved the regular season MVP, but I just. LeBron, in terms of maybe, see, this is the thing we, we could talk about for days again. Mm. Like, most valuable player, like, LeBron is the most valuable. Without him, we talked about this last time. They're like, the Lakers are like an eight seed with what they were with the Pelicans. Yep. Um, if you take away Giannis in the East, the Bucks are still good. Yeah, in the East, they're, they're like top six, top seven. Yeah. They're in the playoffs. The Lakers, even. You got to look at last year too, because the Lakers didn't make playoffs last year, and LeBron was there, but he was injured. Right. And when he got hurt, they went on a massive losing streak. They lost their. They were top three in the in the West, and then LeBron went down with his groin injury, and they weren't the same for the rest of the year, and they lost their playoff spot. So LeBron being there makes a huge difference, and he's 36 years old. You, you can't take into account like, or I think you should be able to take into account in the MVP debate age, because. For to be that good at 36 and the number one team in the Western Conference about to win the title was the favorite this year because of LeBron being there and because AD came in too. I think that that's got to be more more considered. But yeah, I, they both finished in top three major awards. They have both been incredible to watch in the playoffs, and they complement each other so well. They have so many Kobe Shaq comparisons and Kobe Shaq stats to match up with with them. That I don't really think you can put that past him. Duet and LeBron had great chemistry. Don't get me wrong, but they were they were nothing compared to statistically what AD and LeBron are now. Yeah, I just Duet and LeBron alley oops. The chem like just the friendship they had. That's not really an argument, but I so so to be completely honest, I think Anthony Davis is kind of like like he's. A better player with LeBron than, like you said, than Dwayne Wade was with LeBron. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of my love for Dwayne Wade and just the fact that they were dominant for those four years and it's only been one year with Anthony Davis, I can't definitively give you an answer that Anthony Davis is already a better duo than LeBron. Or, uh, sorry, than Dwayne Wade with LeBron. See, going into this uh, topic, too, I, I thought about it, and I knew you were going to go. Was I, I yeah. knew you were going to go D-Wade, but I, my my two that I was going back and forth between was AD and Kyrie. I knew, oh, I hate, oh, why did you, are <laughs> you kidding me? Kyrie? 
You gotta look at the 2016 oh, finals. You can't look at LeBron's legacy without looking at the 2016 finals and how Kyrie and LeBron complement each other. I didn't even want through Kyrie that entire. The, I didn't even I, want Kyrie in this debate. We both hate Kyrie, but oh. you can't take away that 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 playoff run with the two of them was amazing. And the Kyrie put up, I think that was his best playoff numbers ever in that in that playoff when they won, playoff right? year when they won it. Yeah. And then the year before that, they were they brought to the finals and Kyrie was having a well. He was always injured. Yeah, well, he was Kyrie was injured in the finals of 2015, but going into the, like that the finals, he was he was putting up the same sort of numbers on like a, just a like a little bit of a lower level. So I think I, those were the two that I was going between. And oh, why do you have to say that? Come on. I, I we both don't like Kyrie. Kyrie. We both hate Kyrie. I was I was talking about him last week about how he's a rape allegation and a release away from being Antonio Brown. But you can't take away the 2016 season that they had, and just watching that was insane to me. Yeah, no, it's her. I mean, they were down three one. I think game five was a huge game when they both had him and LeBron both had 40, 40 plus points. Mm. And LeBron continued, he had a triple double, I think, in game six and seven. That's beside the point. Yeah. But they're just, I, I think those two game. are better playoff performers to me. What? To, with LeBron. Wait, wait. With LeBron. Oh, with okay, LeBron, okay. With LeBron. Not in general, but, okay. but with LeBron, they were better playoff performers. So you're saying because. So better playoff performers when, when Wade was on LeBron's team? Yes. When, when these guys were on LeBron's team. I have Kyrie and AD above above D Wade as far as playoff performers. I can't get behind Kyrie, no way. Wade was he was clutch. He was. They were both AD and Kyrie. Were both able Kyrie to flip that. Too, yeah. Were able to Kyrie hit the shot, hit the shot yeah. to win them the finals. But the, they are both AD and Kyrie were both able to flip that that switch where like you have playoff LeBron and then they were able to 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 kind of go as he goes. But but I would argue uh, that. LeBron was a different animal with the Heat. He was younger, he's more athletic. LeBron was, but D Wade was aging. He was older, exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. That he didn't. So you're saying like LeBron, as he got older, he kind of related to Kyrie more because he was younger. To take the big shot, he relates more to Anthony Davis now because he's younger. He didn't do that with Wade because Wade Wade was the one getting older, and LeBron was the one in his prime. Right. Which is which is why I have those two above D Wade because he was he was declining as Kyrie and no, AD I, were. I, I understand were what you're arguing, but I cannot get. Absolutely not, Kyrie. Absolutely not. They had one good year, and everything else seems hurt. Every other. Every well, year. they were they were gonna win the 2015 what, finals if he doesn't go and down. And Kelly, o, yeah, if if it, Kelly Olynyk wasn't breaks the yeah, shoulder. I I hate Kelly Olynyk yeah. for this to this day That's because good. of that. I think he's the big, one of the biggest scumbags in the NBA for mm-hmm. that. No, but Kel, uh, they had that one good year. Other than that, like I just said, he was hurt. Dwayne Wade, they had four good years. But they made the finals every year. They just didn't yeah, win. But, but Kyrie didn't even play. Kyrie played in the. He played, in, he, he played 2015 through if, 2017, he played, and then he left. He he played in the in the finals the year the first year that KD for, got there, and that wasn't that wasn't anything they could do because the the Warriors were OP. So we don't we don't have we got to we got to scrap K, the 2017. KD, the biggest through. fraud in the world. Yeah, uh, Him, was, my least two favorite players are like the Lopez brothers who I hate, but also Kyrie and KD. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I couldn't stand. That move, I, I, mean, I think we were like at a baseball game or something like that, or someone. Like, oh no, we were going. It was All Star practice. It was fourteen U All Star practice. It was the Fourth of July. I pulled in, and we were all like, "What in the world Katie just happened the to the NBA?" 
That was I don't, I don't even want that to was the worst case scenario. I hate reliving that day. That was the worst case scenario. I, I don't know why that came to me. I remember that. Exactly. No, yeah, I remember. I yeah, I remember being in the car waiting because we. I, that was one of the only times that I was early for practice <laughs> because I was I was always like either there right when it started or ten minutes late, and I was early that day, and I had got the alert on my phone because I was waiting in the car, waiting for everybody to pull off, and I was like, no. Yeah. So that was that was brutal. That was a brutal day. Right, that was good. Last week we didn't really kind of debate a little bit because we were both in agreement. Yep. Uh, that week, that th- this week we definitely saw a little more debate, and I think we're gonna find more topics like this moving forward. Exactly. Screw Kyrie. Right. Uh, um, so our last segment of the uh, the episode is is one I think we're we're gonna we both enjoyed. Um, so our last segment is the top performers from the NBA bubble. Mm-hmm. The NBA bubble come to a conclusion soon. We kind of wanted to just. Take a broader sense of the NBA bubble and just outline the 10 top performers that we each thought um, were the best. Mm. Uh, do you want to go Do you want to go 10, 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, or yeah, 10? Yeah, 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 I like that. I like that. Okay, all right. Uh, go ahead, take it. Go ahead. All right. So at my number 10 slot, I have Gary Trent Jr. <laughs> I got, uh, he was a Duke product. He led the bubble in three-point percentage at uh, 62.1% and led the bubble and contested threes made with 22 and with no Trevor Ariza or no Rodney Hood and backs against the wall of Trailblazers the entire bubble, he played a big X-Factor role for them and really got was a key component in getting them to the playoffs. Yeah. No, he had one of the – you probably say he's like most improved in the bubble. Yeah, and he kind of – that was another one that kind of came out of nowhere yeah. or one of the one of the ones that kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and kind of hit us all over the head. So I can't, I can't help but include him in this because he – he, his sample size before the bubble was very very small. Okay, so you're you're kind of looking at his improvement. That's why you look, you add him in the list. Yes, I'm looking at improvement and just kind of uh, like role big roles that they played. Okay, to, well, that, for playoff teams or or like teams that did well. In the bubble. That's fair. That's fair. I can get behind that. Uh, I kind of so I'm gonna tell you, Gary Trent is not on my list. My fair. number ten is Jimmy Butler. Okay. So I kind of looked at more the playoffs and how I know the Gary Trent and the Blazers they lost to LeBron in first the first series, mm-hmm. and I just think like there needed to be a Heat player in this in this list mm-hmm. because they're in the NBA Finals and with the NBA Finals I'm going to take the best overall player. Yeah. Jimmy Butler has been the best overall player on the team I would say except the Eastern Conference Finals series where Dan Adebayo was, mm-hmm. but in overall sense Jimmy Butler has been an animal and he's been carrying the Heat and that's why he's in my list. Yeah, I think I think the the trio of um, Hero, Adebayo, and Butler kind of make my my three honorable mention slots. Mm-hmm. We didn't have honorable mention slots, but like if we did, those three guys okay. would be there for me because like I you can't There's talk not- about the bubble without talking about the Heat. And yeah. Tyler Hero has just come tri- yeah he's he's become like this this like fan favorite yeah, like yeah, yeah. trending guy uh-huh. and he's super fun to watch. And Bam Adebayo has played a, another another guy that's been a big X factor role, really coming to his own in the playoffs. And then Jimmy Butler has been Jimmy Butler. Exactly. So Bam keeps getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So that's Jimmy Butler. Uh, you want to go? Uh, at nine, I have MPJ Michael Porter Jr. Gosh, yeah. Okay. Um, oh he all bubble second team averaged uh, twenty two and eight throughout the uh, entirety of his run in the bubble. And after a very, he was another one that had a very very small sample size before the hiatus. So, he 
he kind of came on. I thought I was going to see more of uh, him and Bull Bull kind of complement each other. I'm Bull really just dis- yeah, yeah. I was really disappointed in that because I was looking forward to that duo. But yeah. Michael Porter Jr. shut the lights out in the in- in the entire playoffs. He could be a he could be a star. That big th- that's that, that big sh- three in Denver is going to oh. be a big team. To they're watch they're set forward. for the next. Yep. For, for another like fifteen or ten to fifteen years. Yep. Because Jamal Murray's twenty three, Jokic. 24, 25, and Porter Jr. is 21. Yep. And they just got great. They're, nuggets are tough. Yeah, I mean, Nuggets are going to be a, a team to be reckoned with yep. moving forward, and they're only going to get better. Yeah. Uh, number nine, again, so I, I'm, my list is kind of different from you. You, you're, The two guys you said have been guys that have been the biggest, I would say, improvement. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with kind of just star power. Okay. And so I went with Anthony Davis at nine. Okay. He... Has, we talked about this a little bit before, how he was going to win the, probably the finals of the P after the first two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has been dominant. He, I, he, he's one of the most talented guys in the in the league. He's a he's a bard. He's a big guard. Mm-hmm. He's unbelievably blocks shots. He rebounds. He scores. He dribbles. He's just a great all around player, and that's he's he's a stud. So I, I have to have him in my list right here. Don't hate that. Uh... This is this is the portion of my list where it kind of gets in the mixture between star power and okay. improvement. Mm-hmm. So at number eight, I have LeBron, uh, nearly averaging a triple double throughout the entirety of the bubble, has led a championship team at 36 years old. How we alluded to earlier, yep. which is incredible to me because you see a lot of 36 year olds sort of not decline. decline no, yeah, no, decline. Decline. Right. Father time start, starts to catch up to them. And you haven't seen that with LeBron in the slightest. I so I think that in itself is impressive. Um, he's been uh, another thing that we've kind of noticed with LeBron coming down the stretch of games, like in crunch time. He's picking up teams' best players now. Uh, yeah. And in the last two Especially minutes, Jamal, Mur- Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. He picked up. Uh, you had the Clippers game where he picked up both Kawhi and Paul George and stopped that in the one of the last regular season oh, games. Okay, yep. um, he stopped that possession. He's been guarding Jimmy. He's been guarding Jimmy. He's been. He's been. We've kind of gotten on LeBron, or like the media has gotten on LeBron about not picking up big matchups and big games, or just picking up big matchups in general. And he's kind of stepped up to the plate this year and done exactly that. Uh, LeBron and AD both said that they wanted to strive towards getting Defensive Player of the Year this year. LeBron obviously wasn't in consideration, although I'm surprised that at this point in his career with the amount of blocks he has and everything that he hasn't been at least like top three in finishing in Defensive he's Player of the year. year. Yeah, he was a very good defender this year, and then AD obviously placed where he placed, but. I think it's something to be said to because LeBron is still adding pieces to his game that we haven't seen before at year seventeen. Yeah, yeah, he's so. unbelievable. he's unbelievable. So I have LeBron at eight. Mm-hmm. He's everything you just said. I don't even need to explain that. He he's unbelievable, and he he almost keeps getting a little better and better. Like he led the league in assists this year. Yeah, Are you kidding me. He's doing it's it's crazy that he's doing things that he hasn't done in his career exactly. to this point in year seventeen. That's just one thing about LeBron again. I know you alluded to a lot of stuff about him when he was coming in in the NBA. Like he, the amount of, I mean, we were obviously young, but we know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. His bar that he had to reach in order, like they were comparing him to MJ when he was a junior in high school. Right. Like, um, he has probably surpassed every expectation, honestly, about him. Right. He's been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and moving to number seven, I, I have AD. Okay. For most of the reasons that you said before, he's been insanely cr- clutch. Mm-hmm. He's done whatever he wanted to in the Portland and Houston series. He had some games against the Nuggets, and he had game three in the finals where he kind of he had like a eh game. Yeah. But other than that, 
he hasn't really had a down a down game like an unproductive game where you could say like Anthony Davis is the reason that they lost and he's been well, he's been impre- argue like the one game was game three well game he was three, in the pouch I said I other than that, oh, my fault, my fault. Other, yeah other than that you haven't really been pointing the finger at AD and he's really stepped up to the plate and uh, his first finals appearance yeah um and his first really deep playoff run because he hasn't gotten out of the second round in any of the years leading up to this year mm-hmm. so I think he's really stepped up for like. His his resume. He's really stepped up his resume in the bubble. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, for my seven, I had uh, I had James Harden. So he averaged uh, thirty five points, nine rebounds, nine assists, and a lot of that was out without Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, we've been accustomed to Harden. He's been I think three scoring titles the last three years. He's been unbelievable. He's been consistent. So there's not much to talk about him. He just Thirty five nine now that speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. So I thought he well deserved to be on this list just because of the caliber type of player he is. Yeah, I don't want to bring bring bias into this, but I'm going to because mm-hmm. I don't have James Harden on my list at all because yeah. I can't stand watching the Rockets play yeah. basketball. And it was one of the worst things. Like when I, I had to watch the Lakers Rockets series, I wanted to die. It's terrible. I, I hate it. It was it was terrible, terrible basketball. Yeah. It was. It was three after three after three after yeah. three. It was so that's, that's not that's not basketball. It was terrible. So yeah, I don't know James. Are. I can't. I can't advocate for something that I hate. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Do it's common it. sense. That makes yeah. sense. Um. All right. Moving on to number six. I have. I have Luca. I got six. I have Luca at what? six. I had to revise my list a little what? bit. You'll see why. But I had him originally at number three, oh. and I forgot about some names that I wanted to throw in there. But he averaged a uh, triple double. He could have brought the first round series to at least seven games. I don't know if he would have won the game seven, but he could have brought it there. Minus the if, if Porzingis was healthy, he didn't play with that. one game with Porzingis in the in the against Clippers. Yep, uh, the Porzingis injury obviously hurt them a lot, and the lack of rest of the supporting cast that is around him, Porzingis really really bit the bullet there. Um, so that really caused a lot of like or caused what you saw in the playoffs with them getting outed in six games, five games, six six. Yeah, he could have brought them to at least a game seven, had a healthy Porzingis, or even the second round. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he was he he had the game winner. Obviously, he had a great like end to the regular season, and there was really a lot of talk generating about how Luca is going to be the future of the league. Yeah. So at the end, of the <laughs> I, world, I think he is. I think yeah. he's the future. I he's better. I think he's more future than Giannis. I don't know why people would say like Zion. I mean, yeah, Luca is the future. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. I will get into more. Detail of Luca in my list is he, he's obviously in my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for my six, I have, I have Devin Booker. Ooh, that's low for him. Luca's low. Are you Ooh. kidding me? Luca at six. Devin Booker didn't make the playoffs. So but they, were eight, they were eight and out. But okay, they were eight and out. I can't get behind someone that didn't make the playoffs that high. Uh, that's why TJ Warren's not on my list. He's not on your list at all. He didn't do anything in the playoffs. Oh my. Okay. Okay. So Devin Booker, uh, eight on the bubble. He averaged thirty-five and six in the bubble. I would have loved to see them in the, in the playoffs. See mm-hmm. what they could have done. They were, they were. You could argue that the Suns and the Nuggets, Suns bubble team, Nuggets down three-one are two of the best teams. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> now, imagine that game. That's gonna be in two K next year. Oh You're gonna have three-one Nuggets versus the bubbled Suns, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna battle out. Oh. I think De- oh, Devin Booker, he's still young. I hope he stays with the Suns. I think they can they can uh they can grow. DeAndre, him and DeAndre Ayton are good. 
See, I think in order for Devin Booker to grow, I think he's got to get out of Phoenix. You think so? I think so. I think yeah. I think in order for him to really expand as a player and really like mold into the player that he's capable of and that we saw in the bubble, I think he needs to get out of yeah. Phoenix. I don't know. I don't know where. I think the Thunder might be a good landing place for him. Um, what 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 pick did they have? The Suns. The Suns. Like, I it was like twelve. Okay. Something like that. It was something something in double digits, but like early double digits. But Devin, he's he's got a bright future. He's yeah. he's already been good. I think this kind of raised his, uh, I would say, stardom and mm-hmm. kind of national attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then segue into number five, I have Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he flat out took over games oh. in the bubble, and especially in that Denver, uh, that Denver series that they had. They the back and forth between him and Jamal Murray was nuts. Unbelievable! I uh, was it was some of the best basketball because that was honestly one of the best series that we've seen in the playoffs this year, and nobody talks about it. And it oh, makes me yeah, so yeah. it makes me so angry because that series was so 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 good. Yeah. Like that was some of the best basketball I've ever the, watched. The game seven was crazy. Yeah, and he's he's the fifty point games. Was he the one that had multiple fifty point so, games, yeah, or did Jamal Murray have that? No, two it was Don well. Mitchell had two fifty point. He yeah. had fifty seven in game one. Yeah, that. Is so because he just he took over like he just every time he touched the ball and they were down he was just like I'm going off now yeah. and so and he did just that and he even generated some some D Wade comparisons uh, ex, as his I, playoff exit. I totally I, I love those comparisons. Yeah, he's and, a better shooter, Donovan Mitchell, but uh, but they, and he's more explosive. Similar, uh, more explosive. Not, not when Wade was younger. I don't know. I, I would say I would say maybe Wade maybe Wade was faster. He was, he was faster. Which was more explosive. Yeah, more explosive yeah. in the air. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's uh, who I got at number five. I also have Donovan Mitchell at five. Uh, pretty much. You had two 50-point games and a 40-point game I had listed. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game one was nuts. He had 57. I think he had nine threes. Mm-hmm. He was even shooting a good percentage, too. Didn't they lose that game? Yeah, because Murray, Murray turned up. Murray and Jokic turned up. But Murray, um, yeah. Mitchell, is he's like another guy. The league is so good. They've, there's so many young stars. Yep. The league's in such good hands. Donovan Mitchell's one of them. Yep. The league has been Thanos as well. We talked about Thanos earlier in the show. <laughs> the league has been Thanos since KD left the Warriors. Yeah. And everything. like the, the NBA this year was so fun to watch. Oh, I think it's going to be better next year. Yep. As long as, back, as long as Giannis doesn't go to the Warriors. Well, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would hate my life again. But the Warriors at right now, and then uh, the, the Nets coming back, mm-hmm. it's going to oh, be great. Definitely. Uh, number four. T.J. Warren. Yeah, I got T.J. Warren I, there. No, I have no problem with you having that list. I just couldn't get behind him. He didn't do anything in the playoffs for me. See, the reason that you don't have him on on your list is the reason I don't have him in my top three. So that was my whole thing. He averaged thirty one points per game, fifty eight percent from the field, fifty two percent from three point, and he came out of nowhere. First, like first team all bubble, right? The first team yeah. all bubble. He, I think, he was runner up in bubble MVP or third runner up. Behind either Booker or Lillard, sounds about right. Yeah, I think he he finished third in voting or second in voting there. And another guy that absolutely came out of nowhere. If you would have told me that T.J. Warren was going to leave the bubble, averaging thirty-one points per game, I would have told you to get out of my house. Yeah, like the came out of nowhere. No, yeah. it's literally the, it was unbelievable. Yeah, that, like fifty something in the in the first game, I think fifty something in the first game, and. I, I was disappointed. Another reason that I don't have him higher up on the list is I was disappointed in his output when facing uh, Jimmy Butler, who has come up as a, as a rival for him. I was disappointed in that output. But uh, other games besides that in the playoffs, he was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my four, I, I have Nicole Jokic. I just I was high on him just because, I mean, Andrew Murray, who was obviously on this list as well. But 
Come two, three, one series, like that's unbel- that's unheard of. You might not ever see that again. No, I don't think you will. Back actually, to back, that's... they came back, and one of the teams was the freaking Clippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the biggest and, upset of the bubble by far. And, and Murray, Murray was, I would say, the better player, but Jokic, I think, was more important to him. The the pick and roll they had with him and Murray was you can't guard that. Yeah, because you have to you have to respect Murray. Obviously, insane. Mm. And then Jokic can hit the three. Is unbelievable to post, and he's. He honestly is like the best best passing big ever. No, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm I'm a big Jokic fan. That's a little biased. I would say maybe maybe like Mitchell Booker should be ahead of them. But just in terms of the playoff uh, accomplishments, I, that's why I had hit them higher. Um, but he's yeah, he's he's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely fun to watch. But Jokic was another one that didn't make my list. Yeah. He didn't make my list just because of um, I didn't. I, I wanted to kind of spread out and have like a broader view of no, like what the that bubble. We, that we have different lists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to have a broader view of the bubble. I didn't want to have two guys from the same team mm-hmm. on that list, and that kind of segues into my number three guy, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray was one of the the best players. I think he was the best player ultimately when it as far as playoff run and bubble production goes. As far as that balance, he was unbelievable. He had the the. He really looked like an all-star. He had the 40-point games, the 50-point game, and he w- really led the charge in scoring for them in those two 3-1 comebacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, 32 points per game, 52% from the field, 52% from three, while taking eight a game. Yeah. That is insane to me that you take eight a game and, and have over 50% from the, uh, from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. That is really hard to do in the NBA, especially as how, is he, how he started being guarded as he started generating more offense for them. I I think he was one of the most fun players to watch in the bubble. And I think, like I said, he had the best balance between the bubble output and the playoff run, mm-hmm. to back yeah. that up. Couldn't agree more. Um, for number three, I have, I have Luca. I'm going to read some some stats right here. Okay. 36 points, 14 rebounds, 19 assists against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. 43 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists against the Clippers with the buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. 34 points, 20 rebounds, 12 assists. <laughs> That's insane. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you talked about Luca already. We don't have to go crazy. I think he's the future of the NBA. I think he – you could argue he's a top five player already. I, I, I'm not so sure with everyone healthy, but he's definitely in the top ten. Mm-hmm. And he's unbelievable. I, I absolutely love – he's probably my favorite player to watch. No, yeah. I so could, he's yeah, unbelievable. Uh, totally understandable. Um, at number two above Murray, I got Devin Booker. I have, I have Booker. He went undefeated in the bubble. We talked about him already. 30 points per game, 50% from the field. And he to lead the charge for Suns, the Suns winning mm-hmm. in itself is very, very hard to do in just singular games, let alone eight straight games in a playoff race. Yeah. With They beat a good Clippers team. They, they took down the Nuggets. They, mm-hmm. they won a bunch of games that they weren't supposed to win. Yeah. And he did everything that he could to get them into the playoffs. Oh, he just came a little bit short because of the how tight the playoff race was to go into he, the bubble. He couldn't do more. Yeah, he no, he won every game. He did everything he, that he could, and I think you're gonna see him. I got a I got a hot take for you right here. I think he's a he's a Western Conference starter next year for the All Star game. Interesting. I think he's gonna only get better from from here, and he's got he's got something to prove because he felt he's. He's gonna have that monkey on his back that he didn't make the playoffs this year, yeah. and so I think they're gonna try to build around him. I if I don't they don't I, if they don't make the playoffs and either next year or the year after that, I think you're gonna see him somewhere else. And like I said, that's only gonna benefit him. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know. I, I, I respect the hot take. I don't know if I can get behind that, though. Just with the West is so talented. Yeah. Um, cool. Just in terms of guard, because you have Luka, you have Curry back healthy, and you have Harden. I think he's going to be better than those guys. I think Harden is going to decline without D'Antoni. True. Good Cur- Curry is going to be. I, I don't. I don't really know what yeah, Curry's going to be because we, we yeah because yeah. we haven't really seen a lot of Curry in the yeah. last year or so. So we don't know. We don't know what we, we're going oh, to get you from have, him. You have Damian Lillard. And Damian we have. Lillard. We're about to talk about right now. So I have that too. I assume you have him at one. Yeah. Yeah. So I have that too. Um, bubble MVP, thirty-seven points per game, ten assists. He had a three-game stretch where he had fifty-one points, sixty-one points, and forty-two points. He was unreal. And a big reason why they even made the playoffs. Because they, they come in the bubble, they were They were they were bottom of the West with yeah. the Suns. And he he said, I'm gonna put you guys on my back and we're going to the playoffs. Yeah, he put the he put he, the he put I, the Louis bag on. Yep. He ran into LeBron who's no one's gonna beat LeBron. But uh yeah. if anyone was gonna be him, it was probably Lillard, but I'm just Over saying, the Nuggets? No. Yeah, when they ran they ran through him as well. Through the Nuggets? No, I'm just saying, man. Oh, if, if you think Dame was going to beat LeBron before, or like if the – oh, because he got to them first, That's I guess. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, so I was, out, of the, out of the first round teams yeah. that were kind of – Oh, okay, no, I, yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. Okay. No, Nuggets are, yeah, Nuggets are better. Uh, okay, I was going to say. Uh, but so Lillard is my number two. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Lillard was my number one, as you said. Uh, 37 and 10 speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they were tied with the Suns at the bottom of the Western Conference uh, going into the bubble. And I think he emerged as the league's top point guard. I, I already had him as my number one point guard. Yeah, yep. I he was kind of teetering for me because you have I like going into the year I had Russ above him. I don't I don't I don't have that anymore. Obviously, <laughs> given the year that Russ had. Oh my god! But uh, Russ had an abysmal year. Um, I had what? Curry above him too. Westbrook actually was very good. This year. Yeah, no, like Russ, Westbrook wasn't bad, but I would no way, shape, or form say that he's better than Dame now. But yeah, I, he he had so many things that he had to do, and he had to carry for like the load for the Trailblazers to make the playoffs. And he said going into the bubble, "I'm not coming here for no reason." And he and he definitely made worth of his time. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. Uh, so my number one is Jamal Murray. I put I had Lillard my number one, and then I I'm, I'm a big playoff guy, so I had I just moved Murray over Lillard because. Of the two three one series, I thought that was unbelievable. And coming, we mentioned Murray. He pretty much went from like a, a good, solid NBA point guard to a star, and you can even say he's a superstar nowadays. Yeah, he was unbelievable. He, he averaged eighteen in the regular season, thirty one points per game, and he had two fifty point games and a forty point game. Mm. And he came back from two leads, three one. He's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, since the IG Live scandal, he's been on one. Oh, my God. Yeah. On one. I, I don't know if his girl got that into him or yeah. if he... He got motivated. Yeah, I, I would say so. He got motivated. <laughs> so, yeah, that rounds out our uh, rankings list and that rounds out our episode. Yeah, that, that was, uh, I think, a lot better, a lot smoother than last week. Mm-hmm. Like I said, last week it was kind of a pilot run, trial run. We had to work out some kinks. But I think this week went a lot smoother, and I, I think you guys are really going to enjoy the full length of this episode uh, a couple connecticut shout outs before i i um or before we go um brianna stewart uconn product won the WNBA finals yesterday won another finals mvp um all he, all she seems to do is win she's she, all all she has done forever ex- with the exception of the first year that she got into the WNBA, is win mm-hmm. and it's incredible to see and uh, we're from 
uh, Connecticut products ourselves, we're happy to see that somebody mm-hmm. is thriving on that level. And then another one, uh, Waterford's own Matty Burroughs just cl- uh, committed to Villanova this week. I think that's the, probably the best Power 5 school that we've seen yeah. a commitment from in the ECC area. Like, you've had your UConns, but I would argue Villanova is kind of like a like a wow factor. So, shout out for her. She deserves she deserves everything she's, she would work for. She's, she's insanely she, yeah, talented. She's, Watch her in high school. She's a beast. Bright future ahead for you, uh, Maddie. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, it takes it all. Uh, comes to the second episode of Irish Take Podcast. Thank you for listening, and uh, have a good day. Till next time.